0: Today, I'm joined by Chad Bauman, Executive Director of Milwaukee Rep. Chad, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks for the invitation. Certainly. So can you provide a quick overview on Milwaukee Rep first, just for those who aren't familiar? Yeah, Milwaukee Repertory
1: Theater is the largest uh, performing arts organization in the state of Wisconsin. We are celebrating our 70th anniversary next year. We serve about 300,000 patrons annually through 700 performances in four different venues in downtown Milwaukee.
0: Great. Well, congrats on the uh, upcoming 70-year anniversary, and um, let's uh, let's get into it. So we're going to be talking about the Powering Milwaukee campaign today. Can you kind of just share some details on that. You know, what's the goal here and what else should our listeners know about that effort?
1: Yeah, well, it all started with a scary event. Our freight elevator caught on fire in 2018. And the building itself is nearly 40 years old and started. um, We knew it was aging, but it also started to become dangerous. So we went out and we got a um, an independent audit uh, by Auerbach, Pollock, and Freelander, which came in and looked at all of the building and the systems. And they pretty much figured out four big things. One, we have completely outgrown our facility. Nobody thought when this building was built that we would get to be so large. The second is that with technology that's 40 years old, we no longer can... Uh, uh, compete with uh, modern theaters in terms of production capability. The third is if you have a kitchen that you haven't renovated in 40 years, you know that they don't make parts to fix anything things any longer. So every system that we have is basically needs to be replaced. And the fourth is, is that we're in a talent-based business. And to attract uh, the best talent across the state and across the country, we have to have a facility that can support world-class theater, which of course we don't. So we had all of these different challenges. We knew we had to uh, address um, them if we wanted to remain uh, Wisconsin's flagship theater. And so uh, we put this to uh, EUA Architects and Hunsinger Construction, and we have this beautiful design now for the Associated Bank Theater Center.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And folks can check out the uh, website for this campaign. I'll have a link below the podcast for folks who are interested in learning a little bit more. But um, can you talk about the target goal for the campaign and uh, maybe provide an update on uh, where you're at in that process? Yeah. The goal is $75 million. To date,
1: we have raised more than 60% of that or $45 million in the last 14 months, which was the quiet phase of the campaign. Uh, We're looking to get to $60 million by June 30th so that we can start construction in 2024. that's incredibly important on two different reasons. One, we're living in an inflationary environment, the likes of which we haven't seen since the Carter administration. So every single year that we wait or we delay, it's 7% more, which adds a lot of cost to a building. Uh, The second is, is we're living on borrowed time with this building and any given time we could see a catastrophic building, building failure. And if that were to happen, it could severely either injure somebody or it could also shut down our operations for months and months. So this is really a project we have to get done and we have to get done
0: quickly. I see. Well, that makes a lot of sense, Chad. And, um, so, with that timeline laid out, once you have begun construction, and then even afterwards, once the you know idea for the the new updated facility is put in place, what kind of impacts would you like to see? You talked a little bit about talent attraction, about just modernization. What's your vision for that uh, end goal look like?
1: Yeah, our vision is to be the leading theater company in the United States. Um, Every single thing that you see on Broadway, for example, starts in a regional theater like ours. We would like to be able to share Wisconsin culture with the world once again. We used to do that in the 70s and the 80s. We would create uh, the next Hamilton or the next Dear Evan Hansen here in Wisconsin, send it to Broadway or send it around the world and export Wisconsin culture. We're also one of the largest providers of arts education in the Midwest. And we currently serve 20,000 students in 250 plus different schools. And there's a lot of need in post-pandemic environment uh, for these programs that specifically focus on literacy and social emotional learning. So as a key component of this new building, we're gonna have a state-of-the-art arts and and, and engagement center uh, so that we can increase the number of students that we serve and our impact as well. Um, And just bottom line, because this is a business podcast, the arts truly do mean business. They are a big um, part of our state's economy in terms of attracting talent, making sure that this is a great place to live, work and play. But every single person on average that comes to the rep spends another $7 on top of their ticket price per person on things like parking and food and hotels and cultural tourism. And today, we have a $30 million economic impact annually in downtown Milwaukee. With this new theater uh, complex, we are estimating that that will be 40 or $45 million. So we will also be key uh, to a vibrant and growing downtown Milwaukee.
0: Gotcha. That's very interesting. I'd, I'd like to ask a little more about... Um, organization's sort of goals and and vision for that industry that you just laid out. But first, I want to kind of circle back to this campaign. Can you talk more about the strategy for raising these funds? Can you talk about the kind of groups that uh, you might be connecting with or reaching out to um, as you continue with this process?
1: Yeah, the interesting thing about Wisconsin is that the majority of these campaigns live or die by private philanthropy. And that is because the state of Wisconsin currently is number 50 out of all 50 states in terms of public per capita support for the arts. So what that means is currently uh, today, there are zero public funds uh, in this campaign for the Associated Bank Theater Center. Unlike um, some of the other campaigns in the marketplace that have gotten significant amounts of public funding, we are really reliant upon corporations, foundations, and individuals and their generosity. I'm pleased to share that Milwaukee, and we all know this, Milwaukee is one of the most generous uh, of, of those in terms of private philanthropy in the country. Um, and that's the reason why we have such a great cultural scene, but that's where we're going to be relying upon in terms of raising funds for this building.
0: Gotcha. Absolutely, makes a lot of sense. And as part of the, uh, the vision for this, Theater, I understand that there's, um, you know, plans to introduce more modern technology, as you said, some of the stuff there is pretty outdated. Can you talk more about maybe some of the specifics um, within the the facility that might be interesting to our listeners?
1: Yeah, I mean, so... We have some of the best directors and artists come to our, our company from all over the world to create work here. And, and they're working with technology that is older than they are in, in many cases. <laughs> um, and so if you go to see a Broadway show, for example, or pretty much any other modern theater across the world, you're gonna see automated technology where somebody hits a button and the technology moves. You're gonna see videoscapes. scapes. Uh, you're gonna see intelligent sound and lighting that a lighting instrument can track an actor across the stage, wherever they move. You're gonna see projection capability All of these things we don't have the ability to do uh, currently in our space. And uh, that outdated level of technology
0: doesn't make us competitive any longer. Right. Right. That 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 makes a lot of sense, Chad. And I, so I do want to ask now about sort of um, the the broader picture here, Milwaukee Reps' overarching goals around the region's workforce and arts education. You talked already a bit about some of those educational programs, which I, I find really interesting. Um, yeah, just kind of paint a picture for us there on, on what you hope to see as sort of ripple effects in the uh, surrounding area and even the state overall. You know, we're one of the few institutions that bring together disparate communities for
1: shared live experiences, So I think we all know that Milwaukee is challenged by its segregated nature. And so we hope to be a place where the city can come together um, across different barriers uh, for that shared live experience that that really teaches us that we have much more in common with each other than we do have um, uh, differences. And so we hope to be a a uniter in the community and and really uh, work with our large community partners, large number of community partners to help address some of the uh, area's most systemic challenges, but also opportunities.
0: Yeah, that's great, Chad. Well, I I wish you best of luck with this ongoing campaign. Um, I'll be certainly following along to see how that goes in the coming months. Any final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with before we end up end here? No, I just want to say thank
1: you to everybody that has come and and checked out a show or seen a program or involved themselves in an education event. Uh, We really appreciate your your support. And uh, for those of you that haven't come, please come on out. We would love to welcome you.
0: Awesome. Well, as I said before, I'll have a link below the podcast for folks who want to check out more info about Milwaukee Rep and the ongoing campaign. Thanks again, Chad. Great. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Wisp Business the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of Wisp Politics and Wisp Business Podcasts. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.